0: It's time for another power-packed episode of Headspace with Dr. Mike. Each week, Dr. Mike is committed to addressing real life, sometimes polarizing and controversial issues, while offering practical and informed insight. Listen in as we discuss hot topics that matter to us and the communities we live in.
1: What's up, head spacers? What's going on, head spacers? How's everyone going? You're doing all right. It's been a while. It's been a few minutes, uh, but we're gonna be back with a level of consistency now that we are in, uh, in it to win it. Fall is upon us, and we are back. You just stuck with me today, so hopefully y'all are good with that. How y'all feeling? We are in, first of all, can we just talk about the fact that we are in, uh, we've completed the first week, full week of October. Time is just slipping away. Like we are almost at 2022. I can't believe it. First of all, we've had this conversation before. I hate the winner. Well, hate is a strong word. Good morning, brother Kevin. Kevin, are you licking your wounds wounds from uh, your loss last week? (laughs) Oh, we still have a long season ahead of us. But uh, my boys did did what they had to do with in in Denver. Um, But y'all, can we just talk about, first of all, the fact that the summer's over? I'm uh, grieving that because I love the summer. Summer is just I just love the summer. And I, I think the older I get, the more and more. I'm just like, yeah, I'm good with no winter snow is great when you don't have to do anything in it but when you have to do stuff in it it's not fun so i'm not looking forward to that and i just have a feeling you know i'm in baltimore what's up sis hope you are all right um <laughs> kevin said don't start with me dr d you right I'm, I'm gonna leave you alone kevin i'm gonna leave you alone i'm gonna leave you alone what's up brother jamal good morning good morning good morning and what is happening mama my mama's here good all is right with the world mama's here so yeah so i just you know i oh and i always make this joke that i like am at a place now where i work and i got freaking flyer miles i can visit the snow why anybody would do that i don't know i'm I'm being funny but i mean i can visit the snow i am good if it is shorts and t-shirt weather and flip flops all year so that's that's what we need to do um that's what needs to happen so um, anyway, I cannot believe that we are here at the end of October. Time is waiting for no man or woman, for that matter. But um, you know what? We're going to go with it. We're going to go with it because that's, that's just what we got to do. So uh, I wish you all well. Hope you're all doing well. My sons, um, what's going good? Brother Daryl, good to see you. What's going good? I'm sorry. I have Crystal. Crystal is like the producer, and I'm sitting here um, <laughs> playing a rap. Let me get off my mouse. And let Crystal do her job. <laughs> Crystal is sitting here. I'm steady just doing stuff. And she's sitting back like, well, I guess he'll need me. Um, Crystal, I'm sorry, our producer is uh is work works behind the scenes to keep us together. And I'm sitting here um doing her job. Let me stop, stay in my lane before she gets the union on me. All right, y'all. Let's talk a little bit. What is going on in the world? So, first of all, I have to talk about the fact. Whatever, 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 whatever are we going to do, if and when Facebook actually decides to kick the bu- bucket for good. <laughs> Man, Facebook had a second outage again. They had another outage yesterday. It wasn't as long as the one earlier this week, well, last week, um, depending on how you look at it, but they have outed. So that's, what's that? Facebook, that's Instagram, that's WhatsApp. Yikes. Twitter was kicking though. Twitter, let me tell you something. Twitter waits for no one, and they have a lot to say, and you need to check out Twitter because <laughs> Twitter, I tell you what, has a whole bunch. Crystal, you know what? I should have had you come on with me today because it's been a while, and we got to talk because we haven't talked about I've been miss, I've been messing with Kevin, but we didn't talk about the fact that we beat your boys, too. <laughs> Y'all, I'm just talking trash about football. Um, Good to see Crystal. And yeah, Daryl, you asked a great question. Do you think it's a test? I don't know. Um, You know, a lot of stuff happens. A lot of stuff happens on Facebook um, and on Instagram for that matter. And a lot of businesses are driven by that, mine included. Like I rely heavily on social media. What's up? What's up, Pastor Bree? So good to see you, my friend. Uh, I'm going to talk about you a little bit later, in a good way, of course. But I'm going to talk about you in a little bit. Um, the Ravens do play Monday night. I know we're playing against Indianapolis Colts. That's that's kind of fascinating. We're going to talk about football in a little bit. But I'm going to get back to this. Point. A lot of people do their commerce on Facebook. Even Mark Zuckerberg, I think he lost about $6 billion in that little outage. Um, $6 billion. I mean, that's, yeah, he's a, he's a multi-quadrillionaire. <laughs> you know, he got a lot of money. But $6 billion is billion, you're going to feel that. You're gonna feel that in your wallet, right? When when you had a place where you can make six billion dollars, where you lose six billion sixty billion, okay. I'm being corrected. It was sixty billion. Okay. All right. So what I'm looking at, Crystal, is in Forbes is saying he lost nearly six billion dollars in a day after also facing okay. To the service revenue estimated lost Facebook. Okay, I get it. So Facebook itself lost about 65 billion dollars. But Mark Zuckerberg alone lost six billion. Let that sink in for a little bit. Like (laughs) I just got to think about that. Like, how does that well, Lord? I don't I don't want to know how that feels. If I'm in a place where I have six billion dollars to lose, I definitely don't want to lose it. (laughs) And if my business, if my business has 65 billion dollars to lose. I don't want to lose it. But whoa, that's that's pretty bad. But let's get back to the little old people like you and me, right? We rely heavily on social media. I do rely heavily on Facebook. I mean right now, like two of our broad, two of the three broadcasts are on Facebook. The other ones on YouTube and the YouTube channel is usually is not the one that's used as much. A matter of fact, no one's on the YouTube channel as I'm talking right now, they 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 look at it later on down the road, but more people right now are looking at the show, show on Facebook. So right there, imagine that, like I may not be able to have a show if we, um, if, you know, if it goes down again, I don't know. I, it's something I, I've been, I've been thinking long and hard about what would life be like if we did not have, fa- what would be the next thing? Like, what's going to be the next thing? Like, I, I just can't imagine. I, I remember life before we had um before we had Facebook but I can't imagine what's next like what what are we going to come up with next um and then um even in that there's been some conversation um there was like a whistleblower who was talking about um just what really is going on behind the scenes with it and I don't know I I think I'm the kind of person that looks at social media for what it is and just recognize that um I guess for me I didn't realize how many people live their lives based off of what is posted on it. Um, I found myself arguing the, the other day with um, about something as silly as the Ravens when the Ravens uh, played Denver, um, and they were four yards away from um, a streak that we we were trying to tie with the Pittsburgh Steelers with consecutive games with a hundred rushing yards or more, and surprisingly. Um, when you talk about, um, you know, my beloved Ravens, cause you know, I love the Ravens. Um, when you talk about Lamar Jackson, a lot of people had a lot of stuff to say about him because you know, they say he's a good, I mean, when he first started, oh, he's a great running back, dude, that is like so disrespectful. He's a quarterback, but they were like, what makes his game, his game is his, his legs. And the fact that he's able to run the ball so well. Well, first of all, Lamar is getting older. Like they're 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 beating him up, and I think we knew that was going to happen. That after a while, he was going to have to figure out another another way. Um, another <laughs> he was going to have to figure out another way to really get get the games won because after a while, his body. Just, I mean, there's a reason why running backs don't last long, right? And so, you know, you can't sustain an and beat quarter. It's a lot. So we already knew that. But the fact that he actually played a game and the streak of rushing yards was actually in jeopardy. Goes, but we were winning the game, goes to show that he's transformed this game. And so um, there was an issue where um, at the very end of the game, I mean we 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 were we I mean it was done. It was a done deal, it was like four seconds or three seconds on the clock, and um, we got the ball back and we were winning 20 to seven. So in most cases, you just take to take what's called the victory formation, spike the ball game's over, right? Let the time run out. But this particular time the coach, Coach Harbaugh said, do me, you know, run, run, try to get those four yards that we need, um, or whatever yards that we need to get keep the street going. And so they did that and there was um vitriol that came back. Um um, so anyway, somebody was like, oh, it was, it was classless. It was, um, you know, it was, uh, pathetic that they did all that. And I was just like, I mean, I guess, I guess if you're on the other side of it, you could see it that way, but I see it. I would have seen it as classless if he had like went for it, like just to show off, went for a Hail Mary pass into the end zone for no, I mean, there was no need for it. Right. Or if we called Justin Tucker out and we like, just to see if he can make a 75 yard field goal like that that's pathetic like what there's no need for that that's dumb and it's actually dumb because you're risking the chance of getting people hurt um but what they were doing was just trying to keep the record and some people were getting upset and um and so I found myself just arguing with this guy about it and realized why am I why am I even having this argument about this but then I said I'm kind of happy that I'm having this argument as opposed to a political argument, right? Like for once, I'm having an argument just about football It's something that's light. And I don't think anybody is going to start a riot because of our argument about what we said. Um, but Jonathan, you bring up a great point. How much does social media attribute to disunity that we see today? Something he's been thinking about lately. You know, I, that's like that's a great question. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think that, I don't think it's just so much a part, a part of social media. I think it's a more of access to information. And I think that it's all about the game of who controls the information that is cast out and what people's state frame of mind is when they get the information. I just really believe it's that. And I believe that, you know, and it because I mean the same rules can apply for the fact that we have social we have um we have 24 hour news cycle, right? We have um, you know, I remember back in the day when I was young. There was the morning sun that you got when you when you woke up. It was sitting outside the house. There was the afternoon sun, which was delivered, um, you know, midday if you if you had that. And then there was the evening sun, which was the evening newspaper that was delivered. And so those were the three pieces of news. Otherwise, and if you had TV, you can maybe watch the eleven o'clock news. Um, but you know now we have. You know, you wake up in the morning, if you wake up at early, it's 4.30, you got local news from 4.30 to 7. Then we have the Today Show or Good Morning America or CBS Morning. You have those until like 8, 9, sometimes 10 o'clock, right? And then not to mention, you have the noon news and then the evening news. Our starts at 4 o'clock here in Baltimore. It ends at 6.30, but then you get the CBS evening news from 6.30 to 7, and then we get another half hour of news this is just local news. And then we have the 11 o'clock news at night. So just look at that, like we get all this information and depending on the level of bias or um, how we're attracted to what we hear, you know, it's just a lot of information. And so you have that going on. I think that plays a big part of it. I think that, um, I think that social media could play a part of it, but I think that, you know, like anything else, it comes down to, um discipline and i think some people just aren't disciplined in that area and i think some people just they have nothing else to do with their lives and so they get caught up in it (laughs) myself included there are times where i'm i can find myself for hours scrolling right um but yeah i think that it could have attributed go back to your original question john how much does it attribute to disunity i think it contributes to it but i also think the same argument can be said for how much unity you know, it describes to it. It's nice to know that we I have people in other parts of the world that stand in um unity with me about a certain issue, right? Um when, you know, when people when people post the different um the different when they change their profile pictures to do certain things. Like I remember um back when um you know the whole Freddie Gray situation really like took a hold and we had the blackout where everybody blacked out their um their profile picture like that even now from time to time i'll see people who still have because they don't they don't use social media that much and i see that i'm just like whoa i didn't even know that that was something that you ascribed to um that you were in unity with me so i think that the argument could be made that it also um contributes to unity as well um yeah it's a great question um something that maybe we'll explore a little later in another a fr- future show jonathan because i think you're right. Um, Yeah, I mean, social media is a big player. And I think at the end of the day, we got to figure out what's next, um, because I'm worried that it's in jeopardy. What we've known is in jeopardy. And so we're going to have to pivot. So speaking of pivoting, let's take a break. 2020 gave birth to a lot of endeavors. Here in 2021, everyone has had to get in touch with their inner producer. Our man Garrett Brace is one of those guys you need on your team. We at Headspace with Dr. Michael, clients of his, as he ensures all of our audio files are crisp, clean, and cool. If you have any audio, video, and even lighting needs, hit them up at GWalt Services on Instagram. Remember, G Waltz Services, servicing all your audio, video, and lighting needs. Oh, Lord have mercy. So, um I my my you know it's always fun how football can get people riled up. Um talk about disunity. <laughs> Go Browns. And so we got this argument about the Browns are last. They're lost. I don't know, Jamal. They're they're looking pretty good. Matter of fact, I think the Ravens are tied with the Browns. And I almost feel like the Browns are ahead of us in um in our division. So we're gonna see. They they looking kind of we knew this though. We knew, I mean, there, there's only about a certain amount of time, but y'all can keep getting the the top draft pick, <laughs> and it all of a sudden starts showing up, and that kind of goes into what I want to talk about a little bit later about process. Matter of fact, I think I'm gonna get into it now because it is a process, right? We're talking about football, and one of the things that um, you know, we have a situation. If those that follow football, you know that um, there's what's called the draft season. The draft season is after the season ends, and how they kind of there's ins and outs but one of the one of the things that happens with the draft is like the lowest performing teams the ones that like rank the lowest they have the lowest um standings and stuff they end up getting like earlier ahead in the draft and they end up getting some of the best draft picks and that typically happens for most sports baseball basketball to a degree as well and so the browns for years were just dismal like right? the cleveland browns were pretty pretty awful um and they kept getting these top draft picks and eventually you know it's one of those things where it starts showing up and I mean that's that's just it and you know what I was thinking about as I was thinking about my heads up for the day is the process of the process um the process of the process right um one of the things I talk about a lot in my talks as I give talks and trainings and stuff is I talk about the definition of a process which is a series of events that must take place in order for one big event to happen what's that a series of events that must take place in order for one big event to happen one more time the series of events that must take place in order for one big event to happen that's a process right and one of the things that you have to think about is that there are so many processes in our lives but we got to think about like it doesn't always show up right then and there the work so think about the Browns, right? The Browns kept on getting, um, you know, they, they're going into rebuilding phase. Our, our beloved Orioles here in Baltimore are going through some of the same stuff. It's, I mean, our season's over. We're nowhere in the postseason, right? We knew that going into it. Matter of fact, they always advertise at the beginning of the season. They're like, don't get excited about these wins because this is still a rebuilding year. And sure enough, as we get into the season, it's like, oh, it's our baseball team. They're not very good. But they talk about the fact that this is rebuilding it's a process like we got to start rebuilding and it doesn't happen overnight um i was thinking about my pastor talks about this a lot um and and um we do trainings in my job at um this place called the maritime institute and the maritime institute is where they train longshoremen uh so when you go through like different ports um and you see like those big cranes and how they get the, the the supplies and stuff off of the big barges Um, they train them to do that. And so one of the things that you find out when you start studying that is that those big ships, in order for them to stop while they're in the open water, it, they need at least three to five miles of clearance in order to stop. Now think about that. Those big ships, in order for them to stop, they have to plan that this is going to get you, they have to plan five miles out or no. They're not going to hit a stop until five miles out. Same thing with the turnaround. They get to a point and they realize they got to shift or they got to turn. They can't just say, all right, let's turn and go, like we do a car. They literally have to give themselves three to five miles clearance to do the turnaround. That's a process, right? And, and what happens is if they don't follow the process through, because you're like, we don't have time for three to five miles, then they risk the chance of capsizing. Oh, that's this, this is gonna bless you right now. They risk the chance of capsizing because they haven't taken in, they, they don't, aren't willing to take into account the amount of time it's gonna take to complete what it is they're trying to complete. Dr. Mike, what are you trying to say here? What I'm trying to say is that we gotta think about there are processes that we are having and going through in our lives, and we're wondering why things aren't necessarily working the way we wanted them to. And maybe we got to go back to the fact that we didn't fully go by the process. Case in point, I was having a conversation just before this show, um, just before I logged in to do the show today. And I have a Marco Polo um, with a group of some friends. We call ourselves Church on Fire Elders. Shout out to y'all. I know Bree is on here or she was on here. And I know Sean listens to the podcast. Um, But one of the things that we were talking about was how... um, there are some folk that get involved in, in deliverance services. And one of our friends, she really does, she's like in this, we were kind of joking that she's become the the deliverer. <laughs> we ultimately know that Jesus is the ultimate deliverer, but she is the vessel by which he tends to work to help get some people delivered. And we would just kind of express our opinion on what our views on, like deliverance services and stuff like that. And depending on where you are, oh, she's here. Depending on where you're at with um, depending on where you're at with your churchiness um you know i come from well i come from a baptist background we're a little more progressive and uh a little more um lean more we're not quite pentecostal but we lean a little more freer in that area if, if you know what i mean we're not as fundamental and um you know so i've been through my share of deliverance services Where you get some some folk got some things that they're dealing with and they get delivered from it but here's the thing that we were talking about is at some point that is just the the event that happens where the true work comes in is what you do after the event so i can go ahead and have you raise your hands i can lay hands on your forehead i can douse you with all the olive oil the best olive oil from the mount of olives themselves matter of fact this olive oil i have made very well have been in the same vat that they used to produce the olive oil that the disciples had during the Passover. I'm just saying, this olive oil may be real special. And I can douse you with it. And I can say you I fall out. I'm I'm being I'm being extra right now, but you get the point. Fall out. We delivered you from, you know, the the self-righteousness that you've been dealing with or or even the disease of of promiscuity or um, or whatever it is, we deliver, you know, we get some deliverance from it. That's all well and good. But where the work actually has to happen is in the rest of the process. Bree <laughs> said, Watch yourself back and get serious. I'm just saying it's a process, series of events that must take place in order for one big event to happen. And so, yes, I can go ahead and we I can be part of this deliverance service, but then at the same time, it comes a point. Where I gotta do some work, right? I gotta start making sure that I got somebody who's discipling me, who's teaching me how to start, because there's a reason why this addiction exists. There's a reason why the addiction is not really the thing you're being delivered from, it's what's at the root of the addiction. Ah, that thing just blessed me. It's at the root of what the addiction is. Like for me, I recognize that I have a thing where I tend to go to food when i'm worried about something right but it's not so much that i'm a it's not so much that it's the food i need to be delivered from because actually food is good it's what's causing me to pull to that food and not pull to the word Hmm. and so what i have to start doing is understanding what that is and i got to do the work and a lot of times what happens is we go to these events and we get on this mountaintop experience we've been that how many y'all been to retreats You've been to to different I mean services that have just changed your whole life. you've been read a book that just really touched you. you had somebody impart some words of wisdom into you and it really moved you. Well that's part of the thing. The question is what do you do the next day? It's a process. series of events that must take place in order for one big event to happen. So a lot of times what happens is we get disen- we get disenchanted with the moment and then we start second guessing God because we're like, "Well, Lord, I thought you delivered me." He did. Because all you got to do is believe in faith. Cry out to him. You know you know what the word is? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Right? When we test our cares onto him, he cares for us. Like, come on now, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Like we got all that. Hmm. But there's work that we got to do after it. So we're going around being mad at God because God, I thought you delivered me from this, but we haven't done the work. I'm a part of a of a of a um of a health and wellness program. Um, literally has saved my life. By the way, I'm just going to give y'all an update. The scale this morning said 488, y'all. I'm telling y'all something. God is working. 488. I started August 3rd at 554. But let me tell you what the difference is. The difference is that I've been following the process. Because what was happening was I thought I was good enough. We'd gotten there. Who's been there? You thought, okay, I got enough. I you, I did a couple of weeks. I was like, all right, well, I'm good now. Oh, yeah, you know, I'm good. I, I, I can eat a couple of these fries and I'm still going to be all right. No, you're not. You're not because your mindset ain't even right. And so the process for me is, one of it is, is, before I even get into what I'm supposed to be eating, the first piece is my one-on-one coaching that's supposed to happen with me. So I'm supposed to meet with my coach virtually once a week. So it starts with me just answering the phone. They call me. If I don't answer the phone, I'm not... Doing what I'm supposed to do. The second piece is I'm supposed to. Um, there's there's community that I'm supposed to be a part of. We've talked about community on this show before. There's like there's help. There's um there's um we have a, a call every Tuesday night from nine to nine thirty Eastern time where everybody who is on program just gets together. It's a support call. I wasn't participating in those. Here's the other part. There's education, just learning about, there's like this book we call, we call it the life book and we just work in it. And it kind of just helps you with understanding your why and really getting to the bottom line of what's really going on with you. I wasn't doing that. And then there were the fuelings. For me, I do my five fuelings a day in my my lean and green meal, right? And I was doing that kind of, but I wasn't really doing it. And then I'm going back saying, well, this isn't working for me. Of course it's not working for me because I'm not doing the program. I'm halving it. You see, that's what's happening in our lives. We go, we go ahead and we say, You supposed to fix me, fix me, fix me. Well, wait a minute, there's work that you got to do. Um, Darius, you reminded me today, Philippians 2, 12, Paul said, I'm work, he said, I'm work, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. It's the idea that yes, you got saved, but now you got to work that salvation out. Sweetheart, understand that it that just because you said yes to the Lord doesn't mean that your life is going to be peachy keen. In the long term, you're building up wealth and riches in the kingdom, right? And we recognize it's not really about the wealth and riches piece of it, but it's about just making sure we're setting ourselves up so that we can serve him forever. Whew. But the idea here is that there's a process that we got to go through. Think about it. Those diamond rings, ladies, y'all want the men to give you for your, for your um, when they want to propose to you. How do you think the diamonds come out? It's through pressure. It's a process. I mean, you don't want a lump of coal sitting on your um, knuckle. Those swords, those knives that you like to, you know, when you eat your steak, what makes the knives work? It has to go through the fire. That's a process. And so then what makes you think that all of a sudden everything else is going to work out? All we did was an event. Real work happens in the process. So hopefully that's a blessing to you because that was a blessing to me. The process of the process. With that being said, Crystal, go ahead and give us a break.
0: Follow the Headspace with Dr. Mike show on all social media platforms at Headspace DM. We want to keep you up to date on all of our hot topics and keep the dialogue going even after the show. We also value what's important to you and your community. DM your show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook. The next time you log on, you may hear Dr. Mike discussing the very topic or
1: issue close to your heart. Preacher, preach this morning. My goodness, my goodness, my goodness. Speaking of Pastor Bree on here, she is doing an awesome work If you guys. I know um. Many of you got involved in my Bible studies on um, Wednesday nights. And I just it's not that I lost the fervor and there's some things that are actually happening. I'm uh, in the process of we're building up our Bible Institute and learning center at my church. So stay tuned because there's some cool stuff happening with that. And so that's kind of been taking a bit of my time. Um, And so I couldn't do my Bible studies on Wednesday nights. I love those times. They were great times, but y'all want to find a Bible study to tap into brie dupree of Bree pre ministries you need to tap into those we've had her on the show as a host and we'll have her on again but if you're looking for something to really tap into you need to um you need to check her out Bree, go ahead and uh, let the people know how they can get you what your what your website address is and stuff and um stay tuned because we got some things planned i know that um restored hope and headspace with dr mike is going to be working with uh breed of pre ministries and some projects and stuff in the in the coming months but um let me tell you something that's a woman a guy right there who let me tell you something she there are times where i listen i joke about this but it's the truth there's sometimes i won't talk to her because i don't want her calling me out on something because it's like she is um you know how when you go to the hotel or even just anywhere and you have the option of doing wi-fi to the internet or you can like just be tapped into it She's tapped into the spirit. She tapped in. Like she got the ethernet cable. And like, the, it's like, almost like the Lord just tells her. It's like almost like she just wakes up and just knows what you done done. <laughs> I ain't even lying. I ain't even lying, Bree. I ain't even lying. She said Bible study is every Tuesday, evening at 7 p.m. on her Facebook page. So there you go. Um, you want to get to some good, some good Bible study, you need to do that. <laughs> all right y'all what else we got to talk about look because y'all done got me talking about process all right so i've been waiting to talk about this because y'all know i love me some big brother love big brother love big brother um big brother and um survivor i've watched every single episode of both of those since they they came out and i just love it that's one of the reasons why the biggest loser i was like i'm fat and i like reality tv so that's why i do it i love reality tv and um so anyway big brother made history this year because for the first time ever first of all they had a record number of minorities on the show which was you know that just just doesn't happen um and then number two the minorities that got on there particularly the african americans the black castmates cast members um very early on formed what has been now known as the cookout alliance and there's a lot of vitriol about it there's um there's some mixed feelings about it um I would not um because I understand it um I don't agree with it but I do understand it and I do respect those who have the feelings that they have about it um basically what it was was they said that look there has never been a black winner of the big brother and so if we keep our alliance throughout the whole season we can guarantee that a black person will finally win big brother and now that's amazing amazing feat and i think that the true big brother aficionado can just appreciate the fact that they were able to keep an alliance throughout the entire season that never happens like it and they not only were able to keep the alliance but they were able to keep it a secret um from other people there were times where people were kind of picking up on it like there was something going on but they they didn't when they got to the jury and started finding out what really happened they were really impressed the the real people and so what they did was they set it up where all the black people had a person they called them they said this is my person and any other circumstances their person probably would have been their ally through their run on the show Right, and they were a non-African American person. So how it worked was, if there ever was a moment when one of them would be put on the block, they would make sure that their person got put on the block. Or if their person got put on the block, then they would volunteer to be a pawn for that person. Or they were, um, yes, Lori, I, I'm there. I was here for the whole thing. And so they were, they would volunteer to be a pawn for it, knowing that. Um, and and that takes a lot of trust, because at some point, you know, you start the game starts getting on you. You start realizing there's a chance I won't win by doing this alliance. Um, case in point, that happened on my show. Like it came to a point where, um, you know, I had some, what I thought to be alliances and they they ended up, no, they, they had to do what was best for their game. Um, and my show's a little different, but not really. It was a game and I forgot. And that's, never mind I'm not even gonna talk about that right now. I, I still get upset with myself sometimes because I watch, every episode of Big Brother and every episode of Survivor. And I kick myself sometimes because I did not play the game like I watched those shows. I feel like I was the epitome of the guy or the woman who has the the, the, the immunity idol <laughs> and doesn't play it and then gets eliminated. <laughs> they got the immunity idol in their possession and they don't play it. And I feel I just uh, anyway, I digress. Um, I get you get to a point where they were. And so the fact that that happened and they did it, though, the fact that they were really stuck to it. And I guess, you know, you know, when you think of these reality TV shows, the rule of thumb is that only six percent of what really happens goes onto the it, everything else is on the cutting room floor. And so I didn't realize towards the end, though, that they really did sell sell out um, for the process speaking of process, right? They did sell off when they realized that it was even bigger than them, which meant that they knew there was going to be some carnage. Um, the very architect who I think personally, had it not been Xavier who won, I think Tiffany probably would have been the next, um, she would have been my other choice to win. Although she just, there were a couple of times where she made some, she got caught up in the moment and she even admits that. Um, but they, had they not had that had they not had that alliance, I don't think I don't think we would have the outcome that we had. I don't. I just for whatever reason, just it doesn't work out that way. Um but um nonetheless it's it's caused some you know people upset like oh my gosh if they had if we had an all-white alliance then people would be upset. And I mean I hear that. Um I, I feel like it was different. Um I think that whenever we talk about these um these racial have these racial conversations I think um I think we Oh, it's hard. It's just hard because I think we we're going for this equality piece, and I just it's not it's going to always be lopsided. It just really is. It's it's not it's not so much about equality. It's about equity, and it's just you know I don't know. I I, I have I would love to get into a more intellectual conversation about it with someone. I'm mean, you know even someone who doesn't agree with me on it um so stay tuned because i think that um i think that why is it a problem when we do it i mean Lori, that's i mean that's 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 where i'm at um yeah I'm, that's where i'm at and but then the argument that comes back about that is um so what you do is you replace a wrong for another wrong uh, and that is it's deeper than that right um for the record Lori, i I ascribe to where you're at. I'm with you. I feel like I don't feel like there was anything that wrong. They did it, especially given the circumstances and historically, historically speaking, you know, it never works out that way. Um, so I don't know. I, I want to have a more of a I want to have a more of a conversation about it later on down the road. But I do want to congratulate um, my uh, big brother, big brother and big brother brothers and sisters, and hopefully I will meet some of them at Reality Rally in the coming days um there's another game that's out that's on netflix right now and i have not allowed myself to watch it anybody been watching squid games yeah i i just i've been seeing the memes about it um and there's this one particular this is one particular one that's a baltimore version of it and um it's basically like you know why baltimoreans probably won't wouldn't do well in Squid Game because I guess they were playing a version of in Squid Game they play a version of red light green light and so when it's red light I mean green light you you move and when it's red light you stop and I guess I guess what happens is their version of red light green light though if you move you get shot um because <laughs> what it was was they were like red light green light red light they would stop but then they started playing Baltimore Club music and the guy was like, oh, you could tell he was talking to himself because he was trying to resist the temptation. But then, if any of y'all know Baltimore club music, they, it has different, it's different little songs. Shorty, you better ride that, 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 that. And you got my, my, my man, I'm my, my man. And then you got, um, shoot, you got, um, follow me, follow me, yeah, follow me. This one. Watch out for the big girl. Watch out for the big girl. See what I'm doing there? Like all of a sudden I start getting into it, and I'm like, oh, you know, all of a sudden club music has that like way about it, and so it's like you can hear one of the little tunes and be like, okay, that's cool. But then another one will come on, the beat will drop, bam, you find yourself before you even realize it, you like you just getting into it. And so it was like, well, our Baltimoreans won't make it. Cause all of a sudden they they dropped a beat and homeboy started going for broke and he ended up getting shot. <laughs> I don't know. I just, y'all watching the squid games, I just don't know. I think at what point, and of course it's on Netflix. And I have this thing with Netflix anyway. I have this love-hate relationship with Netflix because Netflix will um get you hooked on a show and then they'll leave you hanging like they'll leave you just flat leave you hanging i'm still waiting for the last season of ozarks to come out um they'll just leave you hanging or then like i'm really mad with um um the college friends yes lori they'll cancel it they'll leave you hanging or they'll cancel it like um friends from college or something like that i thought was great it was a great show and then all of a sudden they canceled it. And it's like, bro, what you doing? So I just had this love hate relationship because then there's some things that they put out. And it's like, whoa, there's a show. If you are looking for a show and I am I guess, I mean, this is my show, so I can do whatever I want, I guess, with it. There's a show called Blood and Water. Um, it's based out of San, uh, um, South Africa. And it is banging. Like if you need something that's fascinating, it is good. And the second season just dropped and Shirely and I killed it in a matter of days like it oh blood and water whoo it's good it is really good I can give you just a little synopsis of it it's about a young woman a girl who her sister was abducted when she was a baby but they never crystal you know blood and water is fire Shirela Shirela signed and um and they couldn't find her and then somehow another she started putting some pieces together and realized that those sisters alive and she thinks she figured out who the sister was and um the first season was incredible. The second season was I mean it was y'all, blood and water. Yes, you need you need to go ahead and just go ahead and do it. And it's not many episodes, so it goes by quick. Um, clickbait was great. I loved clickbait. Um, but like I said, I have this love-hate relationship. But I'm gonna tell y'all something. Um, I know Chris will probably looking at me like I'm crazy because I think we missed a um we missed a, a break, but that's okay. Um after the break, I'll tell you about this. Go ahead, Chris I'm gonna tell you about what I, what I kind of got clued in on.
0: Our world is filled with polarizing topics that land most people on one side or the other. The Headspace with Dr. Mike team isn't afraid to take them on. Monthly, we will invite people on both sides of some of the most controversial topics from the serious to the silly to debate their positions. We look forward to charged discussions that will inform and entertain. DM your head-to-head show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook at HeadspaceDM.
1: I believe I'm about to say this, and those that know me know where I'm about to come with this, but I actually, if it, if I had to pick a streaming service to... If I had I had to choose, Disney would be one. But you know what the other one would be? Apple TV. Apple TV, y'all, I think, does what I wish Netflix would. Like, it's like I watch these Netflix shows, and then the way they end, it just is like, ew. But it feels like I, Apple TV actually gives some substance. And so, first of all, Ted Lasso is incredible. The writing of Ted Lasso is phenomenal. Like, there's a reason why it keeps winning all the Emmys that it wins. It's the wit of it is just, it's quick. And if you if you're not into soccer, I get it, but it is so good. Like, just the the story behind it. So you need to do yourselves a favor and hit up Ted Lasso. It is really good. The other one that I actually like on um, um, Apple TV is Truth Be Told. So, uh, Octavia Spencer is in this with some other folk too um um shoot makai pfeiffer um where he been hiding right um he's on it there's a couple other people the guy who's the guy that always be cheating on his wife in the black in the black movies um i'm thinking of waiting to exhale he was the the piano player that was cheating on his wife and um the chair was good on netflix Lori. i agree with you on that but even that, just the way it ended, didn't it didn't settle with me. Um, but who's, what's that guy's name? Y'all know what I'm talking about. He always having an affair on his wife in um, in the black movies. Um, Waiting to Exhale was one. Um, Soul Food was another. Um, I think in Waiting to Exhale, he got his car blown up <laughs> by Angela Bassett's character. Um, Soul Food, I'm dating myself, I know. But anyway, he's in it as well. He doesn't. He he's not as scandalous in um, this one. I, it's nice to see him in this role because he's not scandalous. Um, but anyway, truth be told, and then here's another one that if you're in the sci-fi, sci-fi Foundation, oh man, it's really good, really good. Like I um I have to finish an episode um last night. Um I watched Ted Lasso and, and chuckled. I'm I'm almost certain. And it's one of those things that I will just turn the TV off in the room so Shirely can sleep, and I'll put it on on my iPad and listen to it on my headphones. So um, anyway, eager to hear what y'all are watching um, on your things. So we talked about social media a little earlier. These little kids about to get themselves in trouble. Have y'all paid attention to TikTok? There's a slap your teacher challenge. Hmm. Foundation is on Apple TV, Kevin, yes. It's based off of Isaac Asimov's book. I think it's called Foundation. So if you're into Isaac Asimov, um, I think you'll appreciate it. Um, Lori said, educators are ready. They are. So there's this TikTok challenge called Slap Your Teacher. It's either slap your teacher or destroy some public property. Um, Daryl said, let them try it with my wife. I'm just, y'all, what? And so here's the thing I heard about it, right? But then I actually saw footage where they were doing it. I said, oh, Lord, help us. Lord, help us the 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 silly little babies. I. Yeah, I just don't know y'all that and it's hard because, you know, I got to be careful what I say here because I do work work for child, family services, you know, um, child and adult welfare, so I got to really be careful. in public i to say do not step do not slap the children y'all do not slap them back i'm supposed to tell y'all that do not slap them back to that end <laughs> ah that's a hard one right i it's one of those things where I, I i went back to my college classes and i just said to them real quick i said i'm just letting y'all know um every last one of y'all are adults in this class so you know i won't go to jail i won't go to jail for defending myself after y'all after, because i teach i teach college age not 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 minors um but lord what are we going to do with them who who comes up with them things and i was telling you i said what what an entire you know I, I and i think one of the arguments that was made i was watching something where they were talking about and they were like you know um you know we figured out that we could we could do it and get away with it and so why not do it and i was like um no ma'am that's not how this works though like you know anyway i'm not going to say too much more about that but just uh just telling the children i I look, I look at that that little one that's um nine years old in our house and um I, I i hope he's not stupid enough to try that let's go ahead and take a quick break uh crystal Focused on photo, versed in video, for any media brings visions to life from headshots to family shoots, casual candidates to structured scenes. Our team can provide whatever you need. In Baltimore, you may have seen us at local events such as the Poly City tailgate or the Randallstown romp. You can find us on all social media platforms at the number four Any Media. For any media for anything, contact us so we can create. Can't wait to get the team back in so we all can talk about these things because y'all are fun to talk to in the chat. But I you already know that my team got some things to say. But folk are not being held accountable with fosters type of I agree, Daryl. I think that um I think there's a bigger, there's a bigger conversation that needs to be had um about about the role that parents um need to be playing in their their, their child's life or um the role if for those that don't have parents per se, um who is who is on record to keeping to keeping making sure they're taken care of um and i think that that that's that's just it like i don't know just that that's i mean this just disrespectful like you, i remember growing up and in school we had the you know if you you know if you got in a fight with someone um like one of your peers you guarantee pretty much guaranteed a suspension but if you hit a teacher you were in line to get expelled like you actually could get kicked out of the school and that was like a known and very rarely and i mean and maybe i just went to the right school but very rarely did i ever hear of a teacher getting hit and if if a teacher did get hit it was like they were breaking up the fight and you know arms were flailing and stuff and they kind of just got in the crosshairs you know they kind of got caught up in in the scuffle but there's a batch now where it's like they're not scared, like you can't do anything to me. And they know that they will tell you that, well, you can't do anything to me anyway. So there's that. Like How many videos have we seen on YouTube of um, that happening in the classroom, where where teachers were just getting popped? And they were like, because you can't do anything to me, because they know that, right? And, and and to be honest with you, that's, that's cheap, right? And to be honest with you, you think you're big and bad and stuff, but that's actually a coward move. And it makes you wonder, well, who is, who are your parents because it almost makes you wonder like what what kind of person and what kind of integrity does that person have you know and this is not being judgmental because I'm not actually speaking to any one particular person um, but I think that that's just that goes to show to where we're at like what are you teaching these children at home Daryl said kids are attacking adults authorities because their caregivers are doing the same thing they do what they see you know what that's a good point Daryl um, that's a very good point um yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. I agree, Michelle. Um, yeah, it's just and I think that and I think this actually goes a little back to what we talked about with social media and how we have so much access to these things. Like you could hear that is happening but actually see it, then all of a sudden that emboldens people. They're like, oh well, they got away with it. I think I can get away with it. And all of a sudden they're trying it out. And I just I don't know. Um, I know right now that I what was it that um What was it? Was it Bernie Mac or was it? um, uh, Shoot, it was one of the comedians in Kings of Comedy that said people live in the world of wish or um, wish or um, hope. (laughs) And the idea is that some people who was like, well, I hope nobody does that. I hope mm -mm, I'm not living in a world of hope. I wish Mike would like I wish Mike would think that it's okay (laughs) to do that. Right. I wish you would, because there, there's I'm not even I hope like well, No, no, no. Such an entertainer. That's it. The difference between wish and hope. Yep. Yeah. Like he was talking, I think he was talking about, you know, you got some people who are hoping. I hope no one's sitting in our seat. He's like, I wish somebody would be in my seat. And I actually find myself like that. <laughs> I find myself like that. Oh, I wish I wish they would. Because I was like, I'm, re- I'm, I'm kind of ready to to have a little scuffle, you know, not a scuffle. Like I don't listening to fight, but, you know, I'm a debater. So a good argument, I'm, I'm kind of down, but it's, it's, I'm laughing a little bit because there's some truth to it. But um, you know, I just I wish I wish Mike would. I, I just you know, and there every now and again, and you know, I love my son, and I think we've all been there with our parents that we've lost our minds for a second, right? And there are times when he loses his mind, and you know, you just gotta regulate him back, you know, drive him back, you get him back. He, he gets himself together. You know, sometimes they just lose their little minds. Their 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 hormones just have a spike, in something you know they they do that. I mean, we did that, didn't we? You know, I remember the day when I thought I thought, I thought you know I was going to tell Dwayne Allen Dorsey what I was going to do. I thought, <laughs> yeah, kids are red. Some are rude, entitled, and different. There is a there is a there is a generation that's coming through that appears that way, Lori. Um, I don't think all of them are, uh, but there is a batch. It's becoming um, it's becoming more and more noticeable, um, and there are times where I wonder if it's just because I'm getting older or if it just really is that way. Um, Michelle said reasons why social media platforms need regulations is terrible. Yeah, yeah, I think that you're right. I think that um, there is something for some kind of regulation. Um, I just don't think that the initial way of regulating it is necessarily the right way, because we do have this, we had to do this balance between freedom and speech. But at the same time, keeping some folk at bay. Um, but um, I think it's, I think, there we go. We talk about a process. Yeah, I agree with y'all. You guys have made this a great conversation. Um, stay tuned, because we're going to have talk more about that. I think I may even bring on. Um, a couple of my psychologist friends to kind of help us through this because um i would like to know about this i would like to know how can we work with uh this this younger generation especially with many of them you know there's a bunch of them you'd be surprised with being raised by their older siblings um they're not even being raised by their parents or their grandparents even Um, there's a batch of them that their grandparents are are you know not that well I don't want to say they're not that much older than them but the difference in age is not what it was you know i i was at least 30 40 no 50 i was like at least 40 um 40 40 plus years age difference between me and my grandparents right um 20 you know so at least 25 year difference between me and my mom and um you know just the age gap is a little different nowadays so um have you done a show on what is freedom of speech that's one we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna we may talk about that daryl that's a good that's a good one that i may have to um explore so keep the topics coming well anyway this was a great show i appreciate it. let's do one more break and then we're gonna go ahead and cut out
0: follow the headspace with dr mike show on all social media platforms at headspace dm We want to keep you up to date on all of our hot topics and keep the dialogue going even after the show. We also value what's important to you and your community. DM your show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook. The next time you log on, you may hear Dr. Mike discussing the very topic or issue close to your heart.
1: All right, team. Well, you know what? Keep those topics coming. Thank you all for engaging with us. The team will be back in soon enough. Uh, we got um, Christy um, says she's coming in towards the end of October. She, her maternity leave will be up. Um, Chris and Christine will be back. And Kim, you know, she comes through from time to time. And of course, we're going to have to have some of our other guests come through from time to time as well. As always, love you all. There's nothing y'all can do about it. Um, I pray for you and just wish you all the best that God has for you. And um, everybody be safe out there. Please be safe until we talk again peace.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Headspace with Dr. Mike. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to follow us on social media at Headspace DM to continue the dialogue with other Headspacers regarding today's show. Everyone is filling their Headspace with something. The question is, what are you filling yours with? Tune in next week.